You may have heard that golf is having a moment. In particular, though, nine-hole golf is having a moment. According to the National Golf Foundation, nine-hole golf play is up more than 15% in 2020. 15%! That's an incredible number. And for us, it's quite timely because this week, Golf Magazine has published a ranking of the best nine-hole courses in the world and a list of the best short courses under 6,000 yards and a list of the best par three courses around the world. Simply put, we are highlighting non-traditional golf. As someone who learned the game on a par three course and whose first goal was to break 40, not 80, I love it. If you've had that experience in your life, you're gonna love this list too. And if somehow you haven't been a nine hole kind of golfer, you need to. We talk about the list and remind you that golf doesn't have to be 18 holes right here this week on the drop zone. Remember last year when Brooks Kepka said golf shouldn't be 18 holes, that it should be 14 or 15 holes? So how do you speed up the game? Literally, I would just make it like 15 holes, 14 holes. I, I like that a lot. Because then you get to go in the 19th hole a little bit quicker. Yes. Uh-huh. It felt like a weird comment at the time because, you know, it's PGA Championship week and Brooks literally days later is going to end up winning at Bethpage Black. But the thought was interesting, at least coming from a guy who plays the game for his career, The theory, for Brooks at least, is that less holes would make the experience of being on a golf course better. It would improve it. Now, I'm not going to make that argument in full. He already did for me, but it's at least one I can get down with. Less holes can be great. And that's why the trend about nine-hole golf is really encouraging. It's a pandemic-forced thing, but it's great. People are picking up the game, and they're playing nine holes to do it. More derivatives of the big boy golf course, the 18-hole golf round, is good for the health of this game. Think about basketball. Five-on-five basketball, full court, that's great. But so is three-on-three basketball. Half-court basketball. Three-point competitions. For golf, nine holes is great. So is 12 holes. What about 17 holes? There's a par three course at Sand Valley in Wisconsin that is 17 holes. One less hole than big boy golf. It was built by Bill Corr and Ben Crenshaw. Those are two of the game's most revered modern architects. Anything but traditional was their goal. And it's great. Golf Magazine is down with that. So down that we ranked the 50 best nine-hole courses in the most recent issue of the magazine and then listed the top 25 courses that are under 6,000 yards. We'll call them short courses. And then the 25 best par three courses in the world. Non-traditional golf headlining our travel section. And the man behind it, his name is Ran Morissette. He's our architecture editor. I'm going to bring him in right now. Ran, how are you doing this morning? Doing well. Thanks for asking. So let's talk about what we published in Golf Magazine and what is now running on golf.com this week. In sum, it is you know, a group of the 100 best, I guess, non-traditional golf courses. That means like the best nine hole courses across the world, the best par three courses across the world, courses that are less than 6,000 yards. You were the main man behind it. So my first question is really, you know, why did we do this and uh, what inspired this list? You know, the purpose was to highlight that great golf comes in all shapes and size. You know, we can't all say that, gee, uh, you know, we're all busy. We don't have time to play four hour, four and a half hour rounds. 
and then never shine the spotlight on nine hole courses or par three courses or sub 6,000 yarders. So we just thought it was time to start um, doing that. And I think we succeeded. No, I think that makes good sense. But I think a lot of people want to know how you did it, right? I mean, how, how does a ranking come together? How many people are involved with this ranking? Uh, Who are the trusted voices behind it? So the first group that turned to was, you know, the golf magazine um, course rating panel of 90 some people scattered about the world. And I'm in communication with them um, all the time, but I can tell you when I sent out the email on the fact that we were doing this short course issue and that we were looking for input, the amount of responses and the sheer delightful tone of the responses was unheard of. People just were so happy to see that we were going um, this route. And then, you know, they're independent um, experts in in each of these. Um, In the case of the nine-hole courses, I really leaned heavily on a man in Maine called Mike Dutton, who um, works at a former nine-hole course, is now an 18-hole course. He's the only man I know who has played more nine-hole courses in his life than 18-hole courses. Um, And I can tell you, I learned so much from uh, working and listening um, with him. For instance, guess what state in the country has the most nine-hole courses? Oh, man. I would guess the state that he lives in. That would be my intuition. You know, that's a great guess, and there are some really high-quality nine-hole courses in Maine, but the answer is Iowa. (laughs) That's awesome. According to Mike's own research, 23% of the courses in the United States are nine-hole courses. Guess what state has the highest percentage of nine-hole courses as its mix? Mm. I'm going to say California. North Dakota. (laughs) And so I think, you know, the important thing is, and and some of this is just me um, trying to connect the dots, but there there are a lot of nine-hole courses and a high density of them in the Midwest. And I think it's similar to how golf started in Scotland in the 1840s, 1850s, 1860s, these community courses that were built were five holes, they were six holes, they were seven holes, they were nine holes, they were 12 holes. It wasn't uh, until the 1920s that there were more 18 hole courses in the UK than there were other courses. Um, And a lot of it is that that people never intended golf to take up half a day. (laughs) They intended it to take one or two hours, it was a relief from farming. Um, you know, it got your mind uh, away. It was, it was a nice communal thing to do. And so, and that's, that's always been the case in the UK. For some reason, nine hole courses have had a stigma attached to them in this um, country, just like, you know, two um, 50-year-old guys playing a course under 6,000 yards, there's some kind of a stigma attached to it that simply doesn't exist in the UK. I'd love to hit on that because my next question was that I couldn't help but notice 27 of the top 50 nine-hole courses on the list 
they hail from outside the United States. So uh, I think you've made your answer clear that there's obviously something in that. Personally, my intuition would tell me that it's America's obsession with the score. You know, I think uh, scoring and handicap are are so based on trying to get into the 70s or to break 90, whereas in Scotland, you know, matches are played with a Stableford uh, and a different type of a scoring system. And uh, that would be just my only guess as to why we are obsessed with 18-hole courses. I certainly wouldn't disagree with anything that you said. And, you know, one of the nice things about these, the fact that we only profiled standalone nine-hole courses, one of the, and, and a lot of them were built in the golden age or even in the um, 19th um, century. It means that they're a viable standalone entity. And part of that is simply because they don't require the same, you know, voluminous amount of resources that an 18-hole mm-hmm. course does. And so if you're in a smaller, you know, quieter part of the country and you just don't have the foot traffic to, to sustain a full 18-hole quote-unquote championship course, the Brits have always been very smart and prudent in building courses that the local area would support. So we named Royal Worlington and New Market Golf Club uh, the best nine-hole course in the world. It's number one on our list. It's about 75 miles northeast of London. Have you played that course? What can you tell me about it? It is fabulous. And if you're into golf design at all, uh, I would have it in the world top 20. Forgetting whether it's a nine-hole or not, but it'd be one of the 20 courses I would most recommend anybody go see strictly from a design point of view. Um, It is not on very interesting land. It's, um, you know, a few miles outside um, from Cambridge, the university um, town. Um, But every single hole and every single shot is of great um, interest. Um, The original architect was Tom Dunn, but, um, you know, like Harry Colt helped worked on the course. Um, and it, it, it's, it's fascinating to see how good golf can be um, if you place your hazards well and if you make really interesting greens. You ought to see the fifth green. It's on this spine and it falls off sharply to the left, sharply to the right. It's a par three hole, 170 yards. It's one of the most befuddling holes in, in all the world. Um, and and uh, I would say 80% of the people um, on our panel who responded um, listed that uh, as their number one selection. And wow. that, to put that in perspective, that's more than the first place votes that Pine Valley gets, relatively speaking. So it is just a beloved, worshipped um, golf course. Uh, I realized as I looked down the list, you know, I haven't played a single one of these standalone nine-hole courses. And yet I know exactly how many top 100 courses I've played in the world. Um, that's probably not surprising to you. But that's kind of the idea, right, is to make this list of courses uh, ones that people should treat like the top 100, that they should try to, 
you know, mark off, check those boxes, get out to, to these courses and, and understand the game in a, in a better way with just half as many holes. You're exactly right. I don't know why you wouldn't um, elect to treat it that way. And, and it's a little bit, it's behind why we decided to rank them. I mean, if, you know, we all know um, the excitement that the, the world rankings create. And right now we're working on the U.S. top 100 rankings. And I'm sure you and I will be back on the phone in 60 days <laughs> when they're um, released. But if we're going to celebrate nine whole courses, we should treat them in the same manner as, as 18 whole courses. But there are some absolute corkers um, that we received that just makes your tongue wag. <laughs> I love that. Um, when you think about these varying types of courses, I'm going to ask you, like, what role do you see them playing within the game or what various roles? Because I, I think about a lot of my friends growing up in the state of Wisconsin, and, and we are told and, and we tend to believe that Sand Valley has two great courses and Aaron Hills is a great course and, and the Kohler courses have four great 18-hole courses uh, La Sonia has two courses. They're all 18 holes. So for my friends in Wisconsin, um, people all across the, the United States, these shorter courses, not traditional courses, par three or short or, um, you know, what have you, what role do you see them playing? Why are they important? You know, they are great for children to learn the game. They are great for seniors. Um, they are great for somebody like uh, myself, age 57, who goes to Bandon, who goes to Pinehurst, who goes to Cabot. And, you know, there were days, years gone by, where I would walk and carry 54 holes. Now we're down to 36 holes. Some days, three days into the trip, you know, maybe um, just need to play, um, you know, a, a nine-hole course. Mm -hmm. So it's no surprise that, that you see the proliferation of these par three courses um, at, at, you know, all the great um, resorts. It just, you know, you, you walk, you carry a bag for 18 holes and you play a par three course and that's plenty of golf for a lot of people. So it gets back to what I was saying earlier about the origins of the game where, you know, they were the holes were five, six, eight holes, and maybe it took you an hour, um, maybe it took you an hour and a half, um, but, but you know, that's, that's plenty of golf for um, a lot of people. Now, one trend that we're seeing is a lot of resorts are making sure that they have a par three course on their property, like the cradle at Pinehurst, like you mentioned, Pebble Beach is getting one designed by Tiger Woods uh, design team. <clears throat> um, most recently, I played the Sandbox at Sand Valley. That's a that's a 17 hole par three. And I know that Corin Crenshaw, when they went out there, they're like, you know what? Anything but nine holes, anything but 18 holes. I just don't want to see another traditional number attached to the number of golf holes out here. Uh, beyond the obvious, is there a reason why resorts see value in these courses? You know, I think it helps make them more of a destination for the entire um, family. There's just more for all ages 
um, to do. Um, in the case of the cradle that you oftentimes see non-walkers um, following along with their group. And so it's just, um, you know, I, I don't know what the, the downside is. I know the resort loves tying their um, visitors close to the um, clubhouse. I mean, it just makes um, sense. And playing in the shadows of this hundred year old clubhouse, it just makes, you know, everybody happy. Yeah. I, I really had a lot of fun at the sandbox. Uh, obviously I've had a lot of fun at the cradle, but I just, I was so obsessed. I, I flew my drone at sand Valley and I got zoomed up, uh, you know, over the, over the sandbox and I took a picture looking down and you could fit the entire course into one photo. <laughs> like there's, there's not that many places you can do that. Well, you know, I was up there a year ago and we finished uh, mammoth really early. And so we were three hours ahead of our, um, time to play the sandbox and we couldn't get on any earlier. I mean, that's how popular all these courses, um, have become. Uh, well, I'll let you go, uh, with just a couple other things. I know we highlight Shiskeen golf and tennis club. Uh, that's a par 42, 12 holes, less than 3000 yards. It's on an Island in Southwest Scotland. I was just looking at the, the stats, par 42, 12 holes, less than 3000 yards. I mean, that has to feel like the perfect essence of what a short course is. I don't know. Uh, you know, I think of what Brooks Kepka has mentioned in terms of, you know, golf should be only 12 holes and he's a bit dismissive of aspects of it, but you know, that, that course and those numbers feel like they represent exactly what we're trying to get across here. Well, you know, the, the, the whole sub 6,000 yard course. So we, we limited it to 25 and um, we, we ended up with all the, the ballots that came in, we ended up with 64 courses that were nominated to mm. be among the world's best subs uh, 6,000 uh, yarders. So paring it down was brutal. And I, what we elected to do was to try and have one in essentially each um, 100 yard increment, Ooh, uh, more like or that. less. So starting, you know, Shishkin um, it un was the only one that was under 3,000 yards. Um, next was Kobe. Then Audubon Park in New Orleans was 4,220. And starting with Goat Hill at 4,454, we tried to go up one in 100-yard increments all the way to the very last one, which is Princess Anne in Virginia Beach, which is 5,995. And, and the, one of the reasons I want to mention that, um, when, when your readers um, and listeners hear this, you know, they're going to be like, how in the world is going number three um, not on here or pit lockery? And they're some of the more famous 6,000 yard courses in the UK. And we elected to highlight ones that maybe other people hadn't heard, but they, you know, they were in that same hundred yard bucket. So, so next year we're going to do a 50 um, course ranking of the, um, sub 6,000 yarders and just continue to shine the spotlight on these and hopefully capture people's fancies like yours with a Shishkin. There, I, I, before COVID hit, I was set to go play Cavendish, Welsh Pool, and Kington, 
which I think um, are three of the probably 150 best golf courses in the world, ignoring that they're under 6,000 yards. That's how high my expectations are um, heading to, to some of these places. And I, and I just hope people will give any one of these courses a chance because um, I, 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 I promise you, you won't be disappointed. All right. Well, I will let you go here with one question. I know you have not played all 100 of the courses we have highlighted, but which is the one atop your bucket list that you're dying to get to? You know, I'm embarrassed to say I've never played the Donald Ross Whitensville course in Massachusetts that came in number two. I'm an enormous fan of Culver Academies, um, but Whitensville just beat it out. And if it's better than Culver, then it really must be as good as its reputation. And then there were a couple of courses from England that came in, um, five and six, Leckford, the old course, and I think it's pronounced Reggett Heath. Um, um, both were, uh, you know, Leckford was done by Harry Colt, so super keen um, to see those. Um, so really my bucket list expanded as a result of this exercise. Yeah. And I imagine that uh, everyone else's bucket list, if they're really dialed in to golf courses, will expand. Um, thank you, Rand. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. There's a little time left in this golf season, folks. It's early September. So what do we have left? Two months? Maybe three months? How about you go out and play strictly nine holes this week? Or nine hole rounds. Do it multiple times. Search for a course that is only nine holes. Check out our list of nine holers, our part three courses, our short courses. Find out which one is closest to you. Make a Saturday trip out of it. Maybe a Sunday morning trip. Why not? It'll be good for your game. I promise. Thanks to Rand Morissette for joining me. Thanks to Lee Finer. He's our ace producer. We're not done with golf courses. We're going to bring you some of the biggest names in golf course design and golf resort creation all in the coming weeks. See you then.